Hello, thanks for joining, joining us on this week's episode of Wise Content Creates Wealth. You've heard that content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. This podcast is about understanding how you can make and utilize wise content to improve your financial success and your business's bottom line. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, and I am a marketing technology expert who's built a multi-million dollar company, and I'm also an award-winning content producer. My company is Galileo Tech Media, a leader in providing wise content, which is content that incorporates search science, behavioral science, artificial intelligence, data, and process to make content that converts better and gets better rankings. We also provide smart SEO services, which combines technology, digital PR, and wise content to get organic traffic for a website and convert that traffic into sales and leads. Read more about us at GalileoTechMedia.com and sign up for our informative newsletter that will let you know more about our upcoming episodes and webinars. Our agenda today is cutting production time and creating blog posts with AI. But first, I'm gonna do some little bit of news. So on May 20th of this year, 2021, I am leading a webinar called Coming Out of Quarantine, Jumpstart Your Travel SEO. Uh, It's focused on travel, but we'll have um, uh, many points that could be for any kind of industry. You can register at GalileoTechMedia.com slash webinars and search for Coming Out of Quarantine, Jumpstart Your Travel SEO. You know, COVID-19 has changed the way in which the world works. Like every industry, marketing has found itself in turmoil. Um, As consumer primaries and behaviors dramatically altered, marketing strategies naturally had to fall in line by the wayside. And content marketing, SEO, uh, is is no different. Uh, And some of the things that we recommend when you're getting ready to jumpstart your SEOs, remember the basic fundamentals of, of, of content and content marketing and SEO. One is you've got to provide content of real value. People will know if you're just providing pure self-serving content that's just written for the purpose of clinching their, their, their purchase. You need to give them real value. Empathy and authenticity to earn trust is also important. Especially in a time of crisis, honest and human-centric messaging fosters a sense of community and can only improve and strengthen your customer relations. Um, and then understand the importance of flexibility. Um, in this, especially in a global crisis, uh, it's, it's crucial to have agility and flexibility because your marketing plan a uh, few months ago or, few, or even a year ago has been out the window. Consumers' behaviors have changed. I was just seeing a, um, a presentation from Bright Edge talking about, you know, search pre uh, the COVID search, what happened to the search terms and search and whole sectors of the industry in terms of search happen and, and dramatic differences in search. And now that it's coming back, surprising things are coming back uh, in search volume while things that were working before COVID are still not there, might not even recover. So you got to be flexible and understand the market as it is now. So again, that's a webinar. I will be going into more details about a lot of things to do to get ready to jumpstart your SEO in the in the in the post-COVID world. And you can go to GalileoTechMedia.com/webinars. 
another little bit of news is Google released their web spam report, and they saw a 60% increase in, in spam detection uh, in, uh, in their 2020, uh, in their 2020, in 2020. Um, it detected over 40 billion pages of spam every day. And that's from up from 25 billion in 2019. Um, so it's, 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 it's incredibly increased, increased their uh, ability to do that. You can go to the developers.google.com search blog to understand it and, and read about it. Um, but what they did is they used a lot more artificial intelligence, and that's why I brought this up. And as uh, it, it, Google has actually accredited advancements in AI in helping uh, understand what content is spam and what is not spam. So the understanding of content, it, we're at the cusp and the beginning of this huge industry of AI and content, um, and Google's demonstrating it in things like spam detection. Um, Something else Google just uh, uh, announced, and this is great for small business owners especially, is that now in Search Console, you can actually report indexing issues with your site. You see pages that are not being indexed and you don't know why, or there or, or things that are being indexed that shouldn't be indexed, but you, you, don't, you can't figure out how to prevent it because it seems like it should be prevented. Well, now you can go into uh, Google uh, Search Console and you will see, uh, should start this week, a reporting report and indexing issue under the index coverage report and the URL, URL inspection tool. Um, and they're going to test it for a few weeks. It might disappear if people are not using it or it's not working very well or overusing it. But they're doing a test run in the United States right now. And it's they want you to first try to f- fix things like go look at your your uh, robots tag in your uh, files and the robots.txt file and other things. But if you can't figure it out, you'll go there and then they will give you they will actually guide you through things that uh, troubleshooting. And then if they, you finally can't figure it out, it will report them and then they will follow up. So. Um, I think this is a great time, you know, and, 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 and great new tools and content is being understood by AI in a much better, uh, in a, I think, in a dramatically increasing way. And one of uh, our guests today is, 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 has jumped in that game uh, and has created a, a tool uh, that I think is very useful in helping people increase their productivity when creating blog posts. Uh, I want you to meet Andy Metellus. Andy believes you should never let your fears keep you from fulfilling your purpose and living your dreams. That's why he co-founded Brainwork to help digital marketing agencies take back their time, make more money, and grow their business. He is also a father, a husband, a coder, a blogger, and a musician. He loves solving problems and creating the coolest things imaginable. Hello, Andy. Hey, how you doing? Uh, you, You told me how to pronounce your first name. How do you pronounce your last name? Make sure I got that right. Oh, Metellus, Metellus. Metellus, okay, cool. All right, so we were just talking. You live in uh, Florida, and it's nice and warm there, right? Yeah? Yes, sir. <laughs> it feels like about 90 degrees right now um, yeah. in Orlando, Florida, and not too far away from Disney. Cool. And, you know, I was wondering, does, does, does Florida have a really vibrant tech startup scene? Um, I guess, as I'll say before, COVID was pretty good. Um, and then you know, with COVID, things kind of, uh, I think, it slowed down a little bit. Um, but it's uh, slowly progressing. You know, slowly. Progressing. You have like startup incubators and things like that, and yeah, you do have one. Um, uh, 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 we do have one startup incubator here, um, in downtown Orlando. 
um, it, it's pretty vibrant, um, and they do a lot of good work there. All right. So, you know, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile. It looks like you started out your career, your, your computer career in the information system side of tech, but then you ma- migrated to be a software uh, founder, company founder. How did, you, how did that uh, path happen for you? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, so back in 2017, it was about, it was actually four, um, I would say four years ago next month. Um, it was a normal Friday afternoon like today. Um, and I got a phone call from my boss and, and they told me that, you know, our company merged with a different company and, um, and my position got terminated. Um, so my wife was pregnant um, at the time, about two months away from my first child and I lost my job. So, you know, it was, it was a real trying times. And at the time I had, a, you know, I had two choices uh, to pursue my dreams and becoming, a, you know, a tech entrepreneur or, you know, go back into the corporate world and, and get another job. Um, and so at the time I decided, you know what, uh, there's no better time than the present. So I decided to not pursue the corporate world and, and founded my first startup was my own, my consulting firm, which was dynamic apps. So, mm-hmm. so I started at that point and, and who we are today. And dynamic apps is still a, a running business. Yeah. So the, the, um, at the time I was doing, um, you know, mobile software development, mainly iOS apps and also mm-hmm. consulting as well. And I did that, and I'm still doing that now, but I'm mainly consulting, um, and not so much development as far as in that side. Cool. And and was uh, where did you get your artificial intelligence experience? Um, it was, I would say, by necessity. Um, so going back, so when we started Brainwork about a year and a half ago, it, we had a nice functional team, it, um, and me and my co-founder, Michelle, were bootstrapping the business. And at the time, as I had a high-level understanding of AI, but I wasn't really deep into it. But when COVID hit, and that impacted our fund, I guess tremendously, it had to really dig deep and start learning um, AI through uh, taking online courses, watching videos, and reading tons and tons and tons of blog posts, and and reaching out to you know people that I, I saw that I was on big in AI on Twitter, and I reach out to them, talk to them, and, and just learn, learn, learn. And I'm still learning a lot today. So it's an ongoing process for me because I didn't start in AI. But I'm in it deep now because, you know, it was out of necessity. It's this is core of our product. And at the time, we had a we had an AI um, uh, engineer on our team who had a PhD in, in machine learning. But uh, due to our, you know, funding issues, we had to let him go. So, um, so I had to take the place of him and, and kind of take part in and, and get that part going. So trial by fire. You had to learn or, or see your skin, basically, right? Oh, wow. I've been there. So what um, I know that you we were talking earlier and you you were a classically trained piano. Do you think that or anything else in your background has contributed to where you are now? Um, I'm not scared to try new things. Um, I like to create is I like to create music. Um, I like to create software. Um, But even now, even like if I'm not creating, you know, brain work software, and I'm always coding new things. I'll create like a, a cool new app for myself or for my kids, or for my wife. Is I like to create things and try different things, learn new technology, you know, and better ways of doing things. Is I like you know, to be creative, you know, you know overall. So, uh, so that's my thing. Yeah, you know, I, my background is programming, um, and uh, you know, one of the things that uh, you know, I always maintained that it's an art form unto itself. You know. You, yeah. you can look at people's code and you can actually get an idea of how their mind thinks. Yeah. And, you know, when I studied art, 
you know, they say when you look at somebody's line, you can think you can see the emotion or what they were thinking about when they wrote that line. And I always always made it a, 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 a you know a comparison of that to uh, program, right? Is that you can actually see, you know, in some cases the personality, the the way somebody thinks, whether they're extremely logical or emotional. Uh, I think that there's a whole uh, uh, reading of code that can be done more than just in a sort of cut and cut and dried way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess for the first ten years of my career in the text field, as I was doing like database management. You know, the FSA, you know, systems analyst, and I was doing a lot of data work. Um, not, you know, until I got into programming itself, I decided, you know what, I'm never going back to like that type of work. I love developing, I love coding, I like creating new things. And I got tired of seeing spreadsheets all day. In, you know, well, well, you know, that, that, that's, that's the thing. People either really love systems or they really love programming. Usually it doesn't, you know, somebody doesn't love both. So anyway, we'll come back. We'll get into brain work, okay? All right. Hi, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy, back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast with my guest, Andy Metellus. Um, so Andy, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, your, your name actually is spelled with an H, you know, uh, how did, how did you get that name? I don't think I've seen it, uh, before. Um, I'm, I'm Haitian. Um, so in Creole, the H can sometimes be sound, um, be silent. I see. All right, cool. Yes. It's a unique name. Yes. <laughs> cool. So you 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 got a you got a startup. It's about a year and a half old now called Brainwork. B R A M E W O R K. So why did you create this this company? Good question. Good question. Uh, so about a year and a half ago, um, uh, me and my wife we had a dilemma. Uh, so we own, I guess, a handful of blog um, sites and their niche sites, and and the dilemma was that uh, we couldn't afford to pay to create you know, quality content for all the websites because it was getting very, you know, very expensive. And also, we didn't have the time to create the content. Uh, we had kids and things like that. So uh, as being a developer, you know, I asked myself, I was like, hmm, can I create something that can you know, create some content or, or give me a good head start on content and that can cut the process of creating a blog post, you know, at least in half. And so if it was taking me four hours to create a blog post, you know, can I cut it down to two hours? Or you know maybe one hour. So at the also at the same time, I was working on a different project where I was actually talking to a lot of bloggers, um, influencers, um, and digital marketers. And one of the issues they were having with the same was the same problem I was having as well. So I was like, hmm. So so I reached out to my my co-founder and friend Michelle, and I was like, hey, you know, I have an idea to create a product that can not only help me, but you know, but also help other people and she said hey you know she was having the same problem you know as well so we decided to you know take that idea that concept and also a framework that me and my wife used to use for our websites to create our blog posts um and, and that's where the name brainwork came from which is a, a combination of blog and framework all right framework. <laughs> well, that's clever all right cool uh, so um so I think at first, I think I saw one of your early videos, you really didn't generate the contact, content uh, uh, body of the text to begin with, did you? You just started with, 
you know, getting keyword research and suggesting titles and questions and things like that. So that was the start? Yeah. So basically, uh, we released the product in three different phases. Um, first, we created is our keyword analyzer, um, um, because I believe that your keyword research is the first thing you should do when you're creating a blog post. You need to make sure that, you know, people are searching for the term you're looking for. If people are not searching for a term, then it may not be a good idea to write about it. So we created that that functionality first. And then the next um, uh, uh, the next phase, we created a tool that uh, suggested titles. And if you put a blog post in the tool, it would format it for you. So it would add your H1s, your H2s. It would it would uh, make sure your paragraphs weren't too long so you're not having like 10 paragraph sentences. And so it did that. And, and the reason why we uh, released that part of that tool first, because we were still you know, working on the AI part. Because we were learning, you know, doing trial and error. And, and, and as I said before, at the time, we had the AI scientists on board, but we had to let them go and I had to take over the machine learning type work. So I was hiring consultants to kind of help me refine the work and learn about the, you know, building the right models and, and training the models correctly and all that good stuff. So, and then, so we released the product in three phases. So the first one we released um, um, in March 2020, and then we released a version in July 2020, and then we released the AI tool in September of 2020. Cool. And where where do you get your um? Yeah, you know, I mean, getting all that data sources. Are you pulling it from Google, or are you pulling it from uh? Where are you pulling your data from? Um, what we do is um, we use different APIs from sources like SEMrush and things like that. So we use you know for keyword analysis and yeah. other sources. As far as the content is we go out and, and and we pick you know special content that that we based on the keywords that our users were searching for so we kind of figure out okay we want content in this industry or in that industry in that industry and it has to pass a certain check so it has to be formatted a certain way and it has to answer certain questions for the users so that we use that content to train our models so that way it can generate a unique content and also what our tool does on the back end it runs it through copyscape to make sure that the content's unique and it's not being plagiarized. So it's just like, you know, a person like reading a book and mm-hmm. then and writing it on their own words, basically. So um, so you're not using any framework like OpenAI or anything that you developed your own? So we're using uh, the GPT-2 um, OpenAI, you know, open source model. But yeah. we're using that and also we're training our own content on it. And, 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 and in addition to that, we have our own algorithm that goes through... And, and validate the content and does other things to the content to make sure that the content's unique and makes sense and flows correctly. So, um, so the OpenAI um, open source code does about 50% of the work. And then we have our own, uh, I'll say, a, a proprietary code that does the other 50% of the work. Cool. So who, who, a, who, who do you consider your primary customer? Um, so I'll say the small digital marketing agency. So usually two to five employees are the ones that uh, typically would hire out, they would outsource the content. So they would hire people to you know write the content for them, um, and then and then they would write it for the customer. So usually it's it, it, it's digital marketing agency that's two to five employees large. Um, okay. But we are seeing a lot a lot of like solo bloggers using the platform as well. But our target market is the small uh, digital marketing agencies. Cool. How many agencies you got on board now? Um, I'll say over five hundred. Really? Wow. Good job. Yeah. So, uh, so how would you claim that Brainwork helps create blog posts in half the time? So tell us about that. So half the time. So, uh, so usually 
when you create a plot, which you got to start with the keyword research, and that takes time. You know, creating a title, that takes time. Is like writing the post, that takes time. And then formatting the post, more time. And then adding images in the right places and all that. So what Brainwork does is it automated all those processes. So, so you go into Brainwork and you add your primary keyword. And then Brainwork will give you all the semantic keywords that you may want to add to your article. So then it'll generate the post for you. It'll suggest the title for you. It also has suggestive images that you can add to the article. So, like I said, let's say like all those steps I said before would take about four hours. Um, Brainwork would cut that in half. Now, the article that's generated is not the end-all, be-all, so it's not the final product. You still have to add your own personality, style, um, and things like that that connects to your users. Since we don't know your personality and your and all the nuances that you use, mm-hmm. but what we do is I would give you like an initial first draft, you could say, because it's one of the big problems that I had because I'm not a natural writer. So I would think of a is I would you know is I would do my keyword research, and and I'd be ready to write a, an article, and I'll sit in front of Google Drive or not Google Drive but a Google Docs, and I would sit there trying to figure out the way to start my article because I didn't know you know because I'm not a natural writer, and even in our blogs, my wife was a writer, and I was only, and I was doing all the technical work, all the technical SEO work. Mm-hmm. The framework was able to give me you know that. The, the framework of the article, like the core information, and then I would just add my own spin to it, you know, add my own links, my own call to actions, but, you know, things like that. Cool. So can you, can, can, you know, what is the topic universe? Can you create a blog post on any topic? Um, right now, our core industries are business, you know, so, so uh, healthcare, we've got like home improvement services, uh, real estate, uh, a digital marketing, um, and travels. So those are the core um, you know, industries that we cover. And so we have tons of sub-niches uh, within those industries. Um, and and we're constantly adding more and more industries. So as we see more people search things on our platform that they don't find, we go back and we add those models and add those industries. But right now we have those seven main industries that we cover. So somebody goes in and they just, they will pick the industry, all right? I was I was looking. Uh, you know, what, what what do you consider? What industry do you consider travel? Is that recreation? Um, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Like travel, uh, we, um, you know, travel we cover from you know things from from like international, you know, U.S. travel, uh, mm-hmm. hotels, you, you know, restaurants. Um, it, it's a myriad of you know of things. Um, so so yeah. Cool. You know that a lot of um, a lot of uh, brands right now in the hotel space are 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 now realizing, especially the big brands, are going to have to write a lot of destination specific content, right? Yeah. You know, and so that is going to be a much bigger area of content need in the in this already, and it's going to get bigger because uh, you're finding that they get a lot of the the you know the search results from people searching for things to do and the destination needs to have things to do. So they don't, they're not necessarily looking for a specific hotel. They're looking for things in an area or just, you know, things to do. All right. So when we come back, uh, we'll continue finding out more about your product. All right. All right.
Hi, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast and my guest, Andy Metellus. So, Andy, um, you, you talk about blog posts, but can brain work be used to create other types of content? Um, currently, right now, um, we're just focused on blog posts, um, but in the future, I would like to you know, tackle creating content for social media platforms, you know, such mm-hmm. as Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, you know, Twitter, and be able to take the content that you create and then repurpose it on the platform and, 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 and push it out to all these different platforms. Uh, so that's one thing that's in the works. Cool. Now, you, I noticed on your site you talked about the creating lead magnets. What does that mean? Well, basically, it's always to say that, that a blog post is a lead magnet or um, if, if you have an opt-in, you know, you can basically take the content that you generate on Brainwork and, and turn it into an opt-in, you know, by adding you know, different information on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so that's what I mean by you know, by lead magnet. Because basically, are you creating blog posts to uh, sell a product to you know get an email address and also to convert lead? And the way you're doing that is by building trust you know, by reading and by writing the content. So. So that's where that comes from. Now, do you, uh, in your AI generation of content, do you have any consideration for how you how you drive conversions? As far as well, the language itself that you put you're putting into the blog posts, or yeah, you know, or you, do you make suggestions on well, you know, how to drive them, how to drive them to sign up for a newsletter, or you know, or to uh, you know to bring to some sort of some you know journey that might take them to another i don't know i'm just asking if you had any any questions like that um yeah so as far as yeah so uh, one of the things that we wanted you know that we're going to be working on as well is be able to like to take you know take the readers for example um if if you ever have a blog already and um and you write you know certain way a certain style and you convert your customers you know a certain way a certain style but we want to be able to you know, pull in that information, pull in those styles. That way, the, the tool can write content the way you write. I see. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we'll be working on in the future as well. Where so that way, each um, so meaning there will be less editing for you. You know, once the content is generated and it's more personalized. Mm-hmm. Now, you said your clients are uh, are agencies. Do you do uh, white label versions of your tool? Not yet. Um, we've we've had <laughs> we've had a many uh people asked about asked that question uh-huh. uh, not quite yeah you know we thought about doing like you know like a gray label but, but we're still, still perfecting the technology and and we're always you know iterating and improving so right now we're keeping it in-house um and as time goes on we may consider white labeling it um but not quite yet but you know, <laughs> the reason i ask is you know agencies like mine you know uh, a number of them i know always think, feel like they have the secret sauce of you know, what to do to a blog post to make it better. Yeah, you know, like we found some academic research on t- travel, right? And so we have a little process and spreadsheet about how to make travel content more engaging, more emotional, things like that, right? So, you know, we were, we've been thinking about, you know, working with a, you know, a platform and then adding our little special sauce on it. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's other agencies out there that have that vision too. Um, right, because uh, we all think that we we got some sort of genius, right? <laughs> and, and I've been talking, um, and you know, from like, and I'll say like once a month, like someone would you know, bring that to my attention, and I've been 
it's something that we've been exploring. To, uh, uh, I guess we got to figure out a way to, you know, do that and also keep our business going as well. But at the same time, you know, find other ways to monetize the technology as well. So, yeah. So um, you 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 beside you, I mean you, you talk about SEO quite a bit on your site, and I, and I know you do the keywords. How else do you help uh, SEO? Um, of course, um, I get you know. Make sure that your title is is compelling. You know, as far as the CTR rate, make sure it's not it's not too short, it's, it's not too long. Uh, we have an SEO analyzer tool that works similar to Yoast. You know, which is like the uh, the WordPress plugin. It you know it it checks out it checks your um make sure that you have semantic keywords in your article. Um, your article it gives you like an average of um of the word count, of course. Um, you know, compared to other word count that's on Google. Um, uh. Make sure that your paragraphs are not too long, not too short, um, and and a myriad of other things that that Yoast does. Um, we do the same thing on the platform as well to kind of speed up the process. So you have a WordPress plugin, right? So if you, uh, so does your WordPress plugin 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 play nice with Yoast? <laughs> um, actually, actually, no, we don't have a WordPress plugin. So that's one of the things that oh, I thought uh, I read that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So we integrate with plug uh, with WordPress, where you can um, you know push your article from Brainwork to oh, I see. Yeah. Um, through um through XML. Um, but it's not it's not um through a plugin. But that's something that um I will be working on because I like sometimes you know when WordPress does an update, it kind of it messes up uh, like the API you are sending information from one to another. So so one thing we'll I'm gonna be releasing soon is a word uh, is a WordPress plugin that works you know right for WordPress so we don't have any issues. That's gonna be a cha- you know it's a challenge always to do content into a WordPress plug uh, pl- WordPress because you know uh, there's so many themes have their own editors now right yeah and if you don't do the right short codes and everything else it uh, it just sort of bombs when you inject content there so that's gonna be a nice challenge for you <laughs> yeah, I always tell people like when they when they write their blog posts like never write it and uh, and the theme builders thing always write it in a native WordPress because. Mm-hmm. Because let's say you have you know 500 blog posts on your website, and then you change your theme. If you're yeah. writing blog posts in the themes uh, template layout or whatnot, it's gonna you have to change all those blog posts. So I always write all my blog posts in in WordPress, you know, native uh, editor or whatnot, and only only write only um edit like you know like the like the main pages like you know like my home page, my pricing page, feature page, and and the uh, and the blog post builder. Because I learned that years and years ago, that could be a headache, you know, when you have a large, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a headache. <laughs> so I see you've been doing some a little bit of SEO for your own website. So you're, you must be eating your own pudding. You got some a little bit of success for uh, some good keywords. Uh, are you generating your own content with your tools? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like, so initially, um, we had, you know, before the AI content creator tool was um, we created a word, we had writers on board and we still have writers on board and they use our tool to create our content as well. And, and I've also been using the, um, the, um, the tool for my other websites. Cause initially, like I said, uh, the tool was created for, to help me you know, create content on, um, on all my other websites. So, so I've been using it for that as well. And also been using it to create content for LinkedIn, um, mm-hmm. LinkedIn uh, native articles. So. Cool. So are you, are you, um, so the interesting thing to me is, you know, scaling, right? You know, last month before COVID really hit, we were doing 4,000 pieces of content a month for one big company, right? So scaling is the, 
is the the key for me. Is this is this going to be really? Is it can this scale to doing hundreds of posts for your site in a cost effective uh, manner? Right now, yes. Um, you know, things change. Um, if, you know, of course, you know, it's you know, resources, server, AWS, things like that. But yeah. but yeah, definitely. Um, and like I said, uh, in the future, one of the things we're looking to do is be able to create content on on tons of other platforms, and even be able to integrate, um, you know, into like you know other CMSs, if, if, uh, like Wix and things like that, where uh, we can partner up with those companies. Where if you if you have a if you have a if you you know build a website with them, you can choose to automatically generate content, um, you know, from you know, from um, you know from that tool. So that's just that's one of the things that we want to do in the future as well. Cool. You mentioned the plagiarism checker. So you have something that checks it now. Is, is that a problem with machine generated content that, that, that might be, it might plagiarize stuff? Yeah, because if the model is not trained you know, sufficiently enough, or if it's trained not enough, or it's trained too much, it, it starts replicating what it's training on. So uh-huh. it, starts, it, um, it starts writing the same thing you gave it. So, which, you know, which ultimately is plagiarism. So it's a trial and error thing to figure out, you know, the sweet spot. You know, when you train this model, you know, what's the sweet spot? Um, so, and that's why the plagiarism check um, is important, and not only to make sure that um, uh, there's no content out there on the internet that's being created, but if me and you are are doing, you know, an article on travel on the same topic on brain work, and I want to make sure that my content and your content is different. So if you're doing a, um, you know, an article on on Magic Kingdom in July, for example, I just want to make sure that those two articles are written differently, but talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's, so it's internal and external plagiarism. I see. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, you know, another the bane of my existence. I got a lot of old blogs, right? Uh, and you know, back in the day, you didn't really check your images to make sure they were licensed. <laughs> and you know, you get those messages from Getty Images. Well, you better pay for this license, and yeah, 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 or it's gonna be a thousand dollars or something like that. So, yeah, you don't want to get those anymore. So you got you careful in terms of where your stock photos come from. Where where are you getting, or how do you how do we know that your stock photos are not going to have that sort of Getty image coming after you? Uh, so we get our um, all our images from. From Unsplash, um, which is a um, which is public, um, is is um is royalty free and copyright free images. Um, so so those images come from there, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, and also, even on our platform, you can link, you can click on the image, and it'll link you back to on um, to Unsplash to where the image come from, so you can double check to make sure that the image is not a is not you know something that you shouldn't have. Okay, cool. And uh, and then you use uh, some sort of AI, or is it just simple keyword uh, to relate the images to the content? Uh, currently, just keywords. Uh, so we kind of like we'll break up the keywords into different segments and and figure out uh, which keyword it works uh, ranks higher, and then we kind of correlate that with the image that's found to make sure that we get you the best images possible. Um, so we'll give you uh, like two, three. Your pages of different images, and you can select from those images. Um, but and again, in the future, we would like to automatically put the image there for you, so you don't have to select the images. It'll, it'll already be there for you. So uh, once the post is generated, uh, you'll have the uh, the header image. Uh, we also uh, and one thing also we do is add the meta information for the images for you as well. So that's AI generated. 
Mm-hmm. So we um so we add the better information for the images for you, um, you know, as well. So you don't have to add the alt text and and description and all that. So that's already added for you then, and you can go back and edit it if you like as well. But we actually add those for you to kind of save you time, because ultimately our goal is to save you time and save you money. Well, that's that's the promise that you put well and high on your website. <laughs> okay, when we come back, we'll finish up with just a little bit more about the future of uh, what you're doing and uh, some shout outs. All right. All right. Hi, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast. And my guest, Andy Metalis from Brainwork, the co-founder, um, uh, which has got this beautiful content, uh, AI-based content to blog generation tool. Um, I would say it's a, a very, you know, the very, very epitome of wise content tool. Um, so, you know, when we're t- when we do S- SEO, we're always we're concerned about schema nowadays, right? Data, and especially the schema that actually establishes that this particular content is talking about some other content that's the authority on the thing, like maybe a Wikipedia page that tells that this cougar we're describing is the car, not the cat, right? Um, do, are are you analyzing content and starting to uh, look at uh, generating schema or recommending schema, things like that? Yeah, so that's one thing that we're looking to do. Um, we're always looking to improve. Um, you know, and, and in addition to that, um, you know, provide you know our users reference um, to, to the content that's being generated. Even though like the content's unique, um, it is it is it's being learned from somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. so, and so. Um, so users want to get that reference, um, and and of course, uh, you know, making sure that uh, we provide more context. Um, we make sure that the content connects to your readers more. So, so when you onboard on our platform, you link or we link to your website so you can see the content that you've already written. So, uh, the content that's written um, is 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 written in the same way that you write. So. It, 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 um, it connects more to readers and seem more authentic. Uh, so, 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 so it's one of the things that we're going to be doing as well. All that to our machine learning and, and AI algorithms. Cool. So is a, a Brainwork a federal affordable? Yes, it, it's very affordable. It's, um, it's our basic plan. It's $29 a month for 10, you know, for 10 articles. Um, and one of the features that we do have on our platform is if you generate a piece of content and you don't like it, you can rewrite it for free. Okay. You, keep, you can keep rewriting until you find an article that you like. And in addition to that, each article that you create, we give you like multiple versions of that article. So you have five, uh, you know, up to five different versions of that article. Um, so you can kind of take one article and combine it with a different article. Or you can, um, and typically our articles are around seven to, uh, 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 um, I'll say about 700 to 900 words. So you can take, you know, like a version one and version two and combine them to make them a longer article. So if you want to create a long form piece of content. Um, you know, so we give you a different varieties of so you have you know, more things to choose from. Cool. So, um, I mean, you, you now that you've been doing this for a couple of years, you're in the space. What, uh, what have you seen out there in terms of other AI tools for content that you like? Um, and I've seen, 
And I know one that's been in the in, in industry for a while is Article Forge. I know they've been in the industry for a while. Because I know Market Muse is a big, it, you know, it's big in the space, and they're working on, I think, a content generation tool. On, um, and and with GPT three being released, like a lot of people are, are getting into space. Is the only thing with GPT three is that you can't really train it on and fine tune it the way you need to, since you know Open AI controls the platform, um, and um, and um, so that's why we use GPT two, so we can actually take GPT two and manipulate it to make it more focused on a particular um, topic, so we can write content as best as, you know, as possible on that topic, so it won't be as generalized. So um, and also in the last, like from the time that we started Brainwork, um, which was uh, July of twenty nineteen, uh, we've seen a lot of people come into space. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's an exploding space. That's why I created this uh, podcast. Is you know, while I necessarily can't be a you know at this point be the player in it, I can be a commentator on it and grab oh, yeah. the grab the wise man uh, position. <laughs> yeah, definitely, um, believe it or believe it or not, my my I I had I have a I, my degree in computer science from Duke back in the eighties was in artificial intelligence. Oh, wow. so I'm I'm coming full circle here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what is the future of Brainwork? Well, the future of Brainwork is to be in tens of thousands of, you know, initial marketers' hands. Um, also, you know, um, I'll say um, integrating into more platforms. So not only, you know, you know, having our platforms, but integrating into things like uh, WordPress and other platforms and really tackling you know, content for all social media platforms. Um, and so that's one of the things that uh, we'll be working on to be able to, to create content, you know, co- not just content, but quality content for all media platforms. Cool. So, uh, so when, um, what, what do you have any, what do you what, put on your prognosticators, prognosticators hat? I'll have to learn how to say that word more efficiently. Um, and tell me, what's the next thing that's going to happen in AI? Um, hmm. It's like there's so there's so much, right? <laughs> there's so many things right now. Um, I would say more because I because right now I think you you can tell you know you know that's something that's you know written by a human being versus AI. But I would say in the next in the next two to three years. It's gonna be hard to tell the difference. It's gonna be very, very hard to tell the difference, um, because you know with all these technologies coming out, and like you said, you see in the last you know a year and a half how fast like the the industry has grown. I think you can manage. You know, you imagine by like about twenty twenty three, you know what things are gonna be. Yeah. So, and so right now it's like Bitcoin was about four or five years ago. People were talking about it. it had some initial success. People were making money. But then five or six years from now, people are going to be making IPOs. <laughs> so that's the website, you know, imagine you go to WordPress and you just tell WordPress, is I want my website to be about A, B, C, and D. And, and your landing page is created with content. And your yeah. blog page is created with content. And, and your first 10 blog posts are already ready for you to publish your website. So you yeah, imagine that. Boom. Yes, I know. It'll be incredible. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. So that's yeah. where I see it heading. All right, so uh, finish up. You got any shout outs? Anybody, anything that you want to, uh, we want where people can get hold of you or check you out? Yeah, so uh, you can check me out at, um, which you can check out the product at yeah, brainwork.com. 
and and you can email me anytime or you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, Handy Metellus. Is that very, is that very you know unique name? So you can't not you know not miss me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. and my email is handy at is at brainwork.com. If you have any questions and you know have a tip on doing any partnerships, you know feel free to you know to send me an email. Oh, and also you can find me on Twitter. Yeah, brainwork, you know, as well on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. There you go. Got it all covered. Well, yeah. thank you for joining us this week. Uh, and uh, I look forward to seeing the, the growth of your company. And, uh, you know, there might be opportunities to do work with you. Oh, thank all you. right. Thank you so as mentioned, my company is Galileo Tech Media. And, and we help uh, those in charge of marketing campaigns who need to know what tactics will best persuade prospects to buy or take a course of action. Uh, and hard data as part of a wise content plan helps eliminate and substantiate key decisions revolving around content. Um, so we help companies make better organic connections with their customers. You can uh, find more about us at galileotechmedia.com. Uh, and you can go to galileotechmedia.com slash webinars to find out more about our upcoming webinars. You can find out more about uh, this podcast at facebook.com slash wise content creates wealth, where the, the Zoom feed uh, streams live, or you can go to wisecontentcreateswealth.com and see all the previous episodes and sign up for a newsletter specific to wise content, as well as uh, finding out more information uh, that might be relevant to you. Um, uh, we are part of the talkradio.nyc network, uh, which is a, 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 a podcast network. There's a live shows, multiple of them all week long, uh, right uh, after, right before, after, I guess, or before this podcast. One is called The Entrepreneurial Web by Jeremiah Fox. I recommend that you jump on and see that. This podcast is every week from Tuesday on, two, on Fridays from um, one to two, um, and uh, we'll have another great show next week. Um, you can, um, I also have another podcast on the network called Gateway to the Smokies uh, podcast, uh, and that's on Tuesdays from uh, six to seven. I own, uh, you know, I, I preach my own pudding in terms of, you know, being in the travel space. So I, I actually got a, a resort property in the mountains called the metalarkmotel.com. Uh, but anyway, um, I hope to see you next week here uh, again for, on Friday from uh, 1 to 2, where we'll have another great podcast on episode on wise content. Thank you.